Welcome to Engage 360, Denver Seminary's podcast. Join us as we explore the redemptive power of the gospel and the life-changing truth of scripture at work in our culture today. Hey, Engage 360 friends, I want to let you know about something I think you'll find really beneficial. If you have been a listener for very long, you've probably heard me interview Dr. Angie Ward a couple of times. Angie is a widely respected leader and author who also serves as the assistant director of our Doctor of Ministry program here at Denver Seminary. Well, Angie's going to serve periodically as a co-host and guest host of Engage 360. In fact, she is the host for the episode you're about to hear, and I invite you to leave a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you use and let others know what you enjoy about Angie or the guests and conversations that we bring to you on Engage 360. So thanks for making us part of your day, and here's Angie. Hello and welcome. My name is Angie Ward and I am the guest host today because our usual host, Dr. Don Payne, is out of town. Plus, as assistant director of our Doctor of Ministry program, I have a connection to our guest today, but I'll get to that in a moment. As of 2021, for my research, there were 1.3 million men and women serving in the U.S. military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and the newest addition, the Space Force. Here in Colorado, we have seven military bases, but somewhere between 160 to 180,000 of our military serve overseas. In Europe, the largest concentration is in Germany, with over 35,000 service personnel stationed there. But that, I learned, is dwarfed by the more than 56,000 personnel stationed in Japan. These are men and women, many of them young men and women, single, newlyweds, families, who are thousands of miles from home, some literally stationed on the other side of the world. During and after World War II, several organizations formed to help meet the spiritual and emotional needs of these service personnel. One of those was the Overseas Christian Servicemen's Centers, or OCSC, which is now known as Cadence International, and is headquartered in Englewood, Colorado, which is right down the road from us here at Denver Seminary. Which brings me to my guest today, who I think won the award for furthest distance traveled to appear on the podcast. Derek and Rebecca Sneller live in Okinawa, Japan, where they serve as hospitality house coordinators with Cadence International. Derek is one of our Doctor of Ministry grads, receiving his degree in May 2021. And then um, apparently Rebecca was undeterred by seeing what he went through. And so she started the program in fall of 2021. She's here this week for DMIN intensive seminars along with Derek and their children. Derek and Rebecca, welcome back to Denver, and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Good Thanks to be for here. having us. Yeah. Let's start by each of you telling me a bit about your journey and what led you to serve with Cadence. Why don't you start, Derek? Uh, sure. Um, so even prior to Rebecca and I meeting here at Denver Seminary, which is a fun story in itself, but that's another it is. another day, another podcast, I suppose. Yeah. Um, In the mentoring program, my mentor was an Army Reserve chaplain, Bruce Sidebotham, and he said, hey, if you're going to be an Army chaplain, you need to know about the different ministries that serve the military. So he took me around town to each of their headquarters to talk with leadership, and Cadence was one of them. And uh, I was very struck by their approach to ministry and just how, how, how much life sharing there was. And I thought, oh, that would be awesome to do someday. And I was forecasting after a full 
active duty military career. So that was my first introduction to Cadence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mine started a lot younger. I grew up an Army kid, mm. so my dad is career was career Army. And um, when I was in elementary school, we were stationed, stationed in Stuttgart, Germany. Mm -hmm. And so um, we attended a hospitality house, not just any hospitality house, but my grandparents were the directors. Oh, wow. So that's a really fun story. Um, my grandfather was also career army, and then they joined Cadence in their 50s. So um, after he retired from the army, they joined Cadence, OCSE at the time. Yeah. And they were in Germany as house directors. So for four years, every Friday night, I was over at their hospitality house. And so that was my first impression of what is now Cadence. Um, it was deeply impactful for me, even as a little girl. Wow. Yeah. So, what a convergence of mm -hmm. worlds. I don't think I remembered mm -hmm. all of that part of your story. Um, and how long have you been with Cadence, both of you together? Uh, nine years. Yep. Okay. Wow. Great. Um, and you talked about the house or hospitality house, and you guys are hospitality house coordinators. T tell me what does that mean? What does that entail? And I'll have you start, Rebecca. Okay. So, um, yeah, the, the primary um, program or the primary thrust of Cadence is what is called hospitality houses. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a place, a home where the directors live and then they invite the service members in. So the, the main philosophy of ministry is hospitality discipleship. So it, it can look very different depending on the context, depending on the temperaments and giftings of the couple who's in the home. Um, and that's one thing that we really love about Cadence is that no two houses look exactly the same. For us, it, it looks like we open up the, the house for a weekly potluck meal, usually on a Friday night. Um, we have uh, mostly air, airmen coming in. We're right across the street from Kadena Air Base, mm. which is the largest Air Force base outside of the United States. Mm. But we also have Marines, soldiers, uh, Navy sailors. So they come into the home, we have a meal together, um, and then we have coffee upstairs. We have a coffee bar, and so we enjoy some coffee, and then we have some, we open up the word, we have some Bible study discussion and teaching. Um, and then in addition to that, that's kind of the main thrust of, of ministry, but it's a lot of uh, relational ministry, just meeting together one-on-ones or in smaller groups throughout the week. Um, there's also a women's Bible study that occurs weekly in addition to some some men's ministry, if you want to speak sure. to that. Yeah, yeah um, I think that just maybe even before I jump into men's ministry to take a step back, um, not only does ministry vary depending on the, the, the location's needs and the director's giftings, but um, there's just all kinds of flexibility of form. <laughs> and we've played with form so mm -hmm. much. Like mm. yeah. even our Friday nights, it, I mean, of course, COVID brought all that up even more, but we were already used to being flexible with form. Uh, so men's ministry has been no exception. We, we did like a weekly Bible study, but uh, that the challenge with that is guys would come and the second week they'd say, this was awesome, but I'm going to be gone yeah. for the next yeah. month and I'm going to miss the rest of it. So uh, we experimented with a different format um, that I came up with called Men, Faith, and Fire, where we just have a monthly fire. <laughs> I'm assuming outdoors. Outdoors, <laughs> yes. So we have a little fire pit and uh, men <laughs> with fire. Yeah. And we talk about faith and, mm -hmm. and we just, it's 
an open forum on purpose with very limited rules, but enough structure to keep us on point, mm-hmm. but um, really meet them where they're at with what they're learning, what questions they have, that kind of thing. So that's been a fun experiment over the years. Wow. And then you said your everyday, uh, you know, you have some of these events, mm-hmm. but then everyday life is just what, what, like, what are your daily schedules look like? Yeah. Uh, varies a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And in the challenge with, um, with the military is uh, they have very demanding schedules, right. especially uh, Kadena Air Base. Um, it's an incredibly high operations tempo. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't, it, I tell service members all the time, I don't care what your job is. This is the highest operation tempo you're, you're probably going to come across. Uh-huh. Um, everybody just works really hard, really long hours, sometimes really wonky hours and shifts. Um, so that can be a challenge at times of how do you share the gospel in your lives with the military when the military, based on their mission, has a very challenging uh-huh. uh, duty and in life. Yeah, so. and they're, tr- I mean, you know, it's very transient, just time. Very your, transient. You know, yeah. what, yeah. two or three years, I would guess, would right. be standard yes. before you get mm-hmm. yeah, transferred. We have some, you know, friends who have served in various branches, and they're, we're following them all around the world mm-hmm. as well. And so your hospitality house, is that the only Cadence Hospitality House in Okinawa, or are there several? Like, how many service personnel are within kind of range of your house? Hmm. Yes, that is a good question. Um, no, we are not the only house. Um, there is another house that's been there about just about as long as, as the harbor. That's the name of our hospitality house. Um, it's up north. Um, it's called the Hanson Christian Center. And they, uh, they are attached to um, Camp Hanson, which is a marine, a marine base. Okay. They have a completely different demographic because their marines are they're um, usually on a TDY, which is a, a short-term mission, for about six months, and it's unaccompanied. So even if they're married, their spouses are not with them. Wow. So it's a very different population that they're ministering to. Our house, like I mentioned earlier, is right across the street from the largest Air Force base outside of the United States. We have a lot of families there. A lot of It's predominantly young, I would say, mm-hmm. um, 20s and 30s. But we also have a lot of very young singles coming right right out of high school. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it does depend. And, and like I mentioned earlier, each house, we have houses. Cadence has houses all over the world and in the United States. So a lot of it really depends on what uh, military post or military base that yeah. they're kind of associated with yeah. regarding their particular demographic, who it is they're trying to reach, the particular opportunities and obstacles that might be there. It kind of varies from place to place. Yeah, I would imagine, brand, I mean, you know, United States versus Germany versus Japan right. mm-hmm. or the UK, I think, has a mm-hmm. really large, you know, and whether it's whatever branch of the military and if it's more special force versus right. some kind of exactly. standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, so um, what are some, I mean, you've talked a little bit about some of the unique needs of service personnel, but like, why is it important to minister to those in the military? Well, um, yeah, we could give you the canned response. I don't want to say canned response, but uh, Cadence has a really great document out there that basically says seven reasons why. Right. And, yeah. it's, and it's really thorough and really true of, well, they're young, you know, like there's a whole lot of firsts. Even if it's not the 18, 19-year-olds, um, there are no old people in the military. You get old, they kick you out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 
it's just a very interesting culture um, besides being transient. So they're a young culture, a lot of firsts. They're, they're uprooted. They're transient. Uh, so to come alongside young people and, and uh, play a role, whether that is peer, which we're aging out of that role. Yeah, yeah. you're getting <laughs> or to military retirement yeah, age. Exactly. Are, or whether yeah. it's the peer, yeah, the parent role or the you move on up the ranks, up the ladder. But, um, yeah, so they, we're just there for a whole lot of firsts. Um, we see a lot of young married couples in their first year or two of marriage, and they're like, oh, what did I sign up for? Yeah, that's yeah. a tough first year. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the military, it's its very interesting as a culture, and I'm probably jumping ahead of myself, but uh, the military culture, by and large, um, marries younger and has kids younger than mm-hmm. the general population. So there they are, and they have very legitimate practical needs that we can come alongside and just join them in life. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as Derek said, they are their own people group, so... Yeah. Um, I think those those listening who have experience in the military or if you know someone who's in the military, it doesn't take too long in the conversation to realize that that's true. Mm-hmm. They kind of have their own language. They have their own um, worldview, for sure. Um, so they are very much their own people group. They're a little subculture um, of America. And so it is an honor and a privilege to get to minister to them. And we certainly see a lot of the benefits to this people group. Um, I mean, Derek mentioned they're young. Um, they, uh, one of the results of that is by the time they retire, they're our age, like in their 40s. Yeah. So they have a kind of a second career ahead of them. Um, I would also add they have a worldview that is, um, well, they've seen a lot of parts of the world because they're transient. They've moved around. They're used to being adaptable and resilient in a lot of ways. They also uh, know what it's like to feel isolated and lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what it's like to be, a lot of them, in a different culture, stationed overseas, away from family. Um, and, yeah, they also have this mission mindset, which I think is pretty unique, mm-hmm. um, that... Other Americans might have, but the the military really pushes. I mean, it's it's a mission ready culture, mm. so they already have the um, value of putting the mission first and making sacrifices for the mission. Mm. So, regardless of of where they're at in their faith walk with the Lord, that is kind of an undergirding value of the military culture. Is you know we're going to make sacrifices for the mission for something greater than ourselves. Um, that's that's deeply rooted in in the military subculture. There, there's circumstances that are unique to this people group, but then there's positive character traits like mm-hmm. Rebecca's referencing. There's mm-hmm. adaptability, there's mission first. Um, there's the fact that, yeah, they have a wide open future, whether they do a short term I mean, the population, the uh, percentage of Americans that do just a few years in the military, it doesn't even have to be a full career. Right. Um, but even if they do a full career, they still have a very wide open uh, career ahead of them. So it's it's pretty amazing as as a to borrow like um, missiological language. Like they're a unique people group with yeah. lots to offer and lots of unique. Um, needs. Yeah. 
And piggybacking off of that, I would say as far as the original question and why is it important to minister, we spoke to some of the maybe the characteristics of them as a people group, but I would say also their needs. Mm -hmm. So the fact that some of the things we mentioned, they're isolated, they're overseas, they're young. Um, I'm sure those of you listening can fill in the gaps with what some of those needs might be. Mm. And maybe you've heard some statistics, whether how, regardless of how familiar you are with the military, you've probably heard some statistics about military needs and, and the issues that are happening. So certainly there is a vulnerability that comes when you join the military and you have all of these missions and you it's high stress and the hours are long Um, and then you have a spouse and young children in the mix and you're going on tdy's which is you know a a temporary uh, trip for a mission and then you have different trainings you're going to away from home so you can very quickly understand the needs that we very often we have a front seat to these, especially when you're overseas, away from your support group, um, away from extended family. Um, so it is extremely important, and we count it a very high privilege that we get to be there and open up our lives and our home um, to build relationships and try to enter in and just walk with them through yeah, this Yeah, I mean, time. you're a place, place and a source of stability in a highly changing high pressure environment i would think for them yeah 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 well well you know and derek i know you without talking doctor speak but i know you did your (laughs) demon thesis even on the the impact of hospitality houses and so you know we talked about why ministry to the military what things have you guys seen um and so you don't have to talk in doctor language but like in practical terms what type of stuff have you uh, results in impact have you seen as a result of your ministry there and others to the military i could i could speak to you just why does is hospitality impactful in general yeah but then i could also speak to how it's impactful to the military community and and so i guess yeah i'll just start with the first um, I think hospitality is impactful because it's personal. Like you just can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's not a program. It's not hosting. Uh, it's not just having a potluck meal and consuming lots of caffeine together and hoping good things happen. Um, yeah, it's not just a programmatic. No, I think no, it's yeah, yeah, it's not. I mean, you program- have some programs there or are, events. There, yeah, there are but. programs, but um, if. If it's not personal, those programs really don't matter. Yeah. Uh, and so hospitality is very much an expression and a, a welcome uh, into life together. So I think that's how it's effective. That's how it's tra- it changes everybody. It changes those who come, and, and it changes us. So that's just a step back, I suppose, that's true for all, regardless of context yes well and just to clarify because the word hospitality has a lot of right um that can that can be thrown thrown out around and has a lot of different definitions or implications True. Yeah. so maybe you know maybe for the sake of clarity define or just give us uh yeah like a working definition of oh. hospitality yeah, because true. i'm guessing it's not 
quote Martha Stewart right. no. and having the right decor. Right. No. You ask someone what is hospitality. You, yeah. It depends on who you're asking, yeah. maybe. That's yeah, right. and I think it's it's just welcoming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the mission statement of Cadence, which fits well here, is sharing the gospel in our lives. That's really their aim, and that's what they excel at. And so um, why why that is effective with the military community is, um, I think, in part because um, there's a few different reasons. One, they're uprooted, mm-hmm. um, so they have very real relational needs. Um, hospitality is welcoming in the stranger. Well, there's mm-hmm. a stranger element of I'm in a strange land, and yeah. I I desire to be seen, known, and loved, and welcomed. So there's something powerful there. The why hospitality is effective to the military is because the military it's driven by the mission, and you're you're just kind of part of a cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. So to be a real person, not mm-hmm. just a, a last name mm-hmm. strip on your uniform or a social security number or and and that's the other thing when the milita- when you age out of the military they will replace you with somebody younger <laughs> yeah so but in the in the hospitality context it's like oh we see you yeah and we know you and love you and it has nothing to do with the mission it's just you and i would guess the relationships go beyond long beyond when they get sta- you know transferred out mm-hmm. or leave the yeah. military mm-hmm. uh, yeah i i see you both smiling just mm-hmm. i'm sure yeah. there's many stories and memories there yeah um, let me ask, and I'll, Rebecca, I'll let you start. What are the challenge for, challenges for you guys and for your family doing this kind of ministry and then doing it where you're located in Okinawa? Okay, I think the biggest challenge for me personally mm-hmm. is being the stayer, being the one who stays. As opposed to the lever. Right. Okay. So you mentioned earlier that it's a highly transient population. Mm-hmm. They're only there two to three years, mm-hmm. sometimes four or maybe five if they get an extension. But most of the time, the people that we are inviting into our home and in our lives and walking alongside, we are only going to have, we're only going to get to walk with them for a year to mm-hmm. three years. Um, so that's probably the biggest challenge for me personally. I'd say probably for the entire family, but definitely for me. And and I grew up an army kid, so yeah. I grew up, I'm used to saying goodbyes. I'm used to moving a lot, but it is very different being the one who is staying yeah. and saying goodbye. So that would probably be the biggest challenge of uh, as a Christian, as someone who has this uh, ministry call to keep investing, keep building relationships, keep the doors open when sometimes your heart feels like this is really painful. I just yeah. want to close it off. This is coping mechanism. Um, I just want to stop this pain. So that's probably uh, just speaking very transparently. That's yeah. probably my biggest challenge is working through that. And then um, there's some practical, there's maybe some more practical challenges as far as anyone who is in ministry um, w- raising children, it can sometimes feel like a fishbowl, you know, can yeah. just sometimes yeah. feel like you're on full display all the time. And we see the benefits of that also. Um, again, coming back to our philosophy of ministry, sharing the gospel in our lives, we are 
we recognize people are going to see us parenting. <laughs> They're going to see us. Yeah, it's transparent. Right. Yeah, and your marriage in action, right? You right. really transparenting. Are. I mean, that's <laughs> the, the hospitality is very life. Yeah, it's <laughs> transparenting. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's hospitality. That's part of the <clears throat> entering into your lives as right. well. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it can feel very exposing at times, but also what an opportunity to let Christ be on display. You know, and even in the midst of me messing up as a mom or um, us not getting it right, you know, we can still, by the grace of God, we can still um, demonstrate the gospel in action. And I've we've received encouragement from mentors within Cadence who have raised their kids already in Cadence. And th- those words have just really impacted me as far as concepts like, you know, you can preach a sermon, you can teach a good Bible study. But oftentimes the most powerful ministry is going to be living out mm. your role as mom in front of everybody. And wow. uh, that that's powerful. And that's a good reminder. So I think and then there's the practical challenge of just we live far away from yeah, our families. Right. You know, and Okinawa is about a 26 hour journey to and from door to door, you know, to our to our families here in the States. So that's that's those are probably my top what I would consider my top challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you know, you grew up, um, you know, uh, army brat, right, right. Rebecca? So, but like, um, so you kind of knew this lifestyle, but like, what's something, Derek, that surprised you that also might be one or two things that most of us kind of on the home front or not in that military community or subculture misunderstand about that world? It's hmm. a good question. What do we misunderstand about that world? Yeah, or just don't don't understand. I mean, I, you know, we know. I think the transients, and mm-hmm. you're you're helping us understand. I yeah. think yeah that whole thing. But is there anything else that was just like, wow, I didn't anticipate that? Well, or? can I just say, just a side note, while you think about the yes. serious answer, <laughs> yeah, that you know, with Top Gun Maverick having just come out. Oh yeah, it's very fun to see all of the <laughs> things floating around in the military community. Um, about how realistic that movie right. is. Right, <laughs> right. You mean they don't just play volleyball on the beach or yeah. whatever it was this last time, and right. you can't just steal a jet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I am actually going to draw from uh, my time here at Denver Seminary when hmm. I had um, I had a CPE credit at the VA hospital, and then I was uh, a chaplain candidate in the Army at that time. And CPE is clinical yeah. pastoral education, Thank you. right? Yeah. Yes, all these acronyms. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's surprised. Like the, the seminary is like the military. Yes. We have all sorts I'm going to try. Yeah. yeah, we're going to try to keep the acronyms to a minimum. Yeah. But I remember uh, both when I joined as a chaplain candidate and then doing that time at the VA hospital, I realized the military is made up of all types of people. Mm. It's not just type A. Like, I think I had this image in my head of like, everybody's driven go-getters. And it's like, well, everybody joins for different reasons. Mm. And they all have a story and they all have different temperaments. And so that's where um, not putting all military people in a box, but Mm. just really, especially in our ministry, to get to know people's story and what's motivating them. Because um, also now, and I think this has been true of every generation, but there's different trends. Uh, different generations join for different reasons, mm-hmm. and uh, that's very true every every time, but especially now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What um what can those of us who are listening, you know, me talking with you, what can we learn um, about hospitality ministry and practice in our own context based on what you've learned and experienced? And obviously many of us are not in that, you know, explicit military context, but I think there's a I would guess there's a lot of principles that we can yeah. take with us from hospitality. What would you say? Well, Derek wrote a paper on that. <laughs> I think right. I read that paper and graduated <laughs> you, that you paper. Did. You did. And, yeah. and for that, Maybe you should ask. Yes, that's right. Um, that, was well, a, that was a, that was a yeah, you know, nice, softball nice question. For you. that, yeah. I am grateful. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'll start since I'm not the expert, and then you can that's close right. the loop. have Dr. Sneller. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing, and, and I do feel like there has been a lot of, of ink spilled over this lately. Mm. There's been a lot of conversation about hospitality and biblical hospitality. So um, I think this is probably not a new concept, but I will say it again because I do think it's very important that hospitality is not the same as hosting or mm. entertaining. Mm-hmm. So again, coming back to let's or define, yeah, right. let's define yeah. what hospitality is according to the biblical framework. We see that God is hospitable. You know, the gospel is inviting us in and, you know, we get to come alongside what God is doing. And so that's probably the biggest thing that's and that's transformed my thinking mm-hmm. in my eight years of being in the hospitality in hospitality ministry is that um, it's it's not programmatic. It's not image. It's not mm-hmm. having everything feel or look just right or having everything be perfect. Um, it is just it's very simple, but it's not always easy. But it's just an opening up, hmm. and it's not. It, it, I think space is important. Home is important. That is important, but it's not limited to that. It is an opening up of your life and an opening up of who you are to someone else, making yourself available. Yeah. So I think anybody, all of us, can do that. Yeah. Regardless it, yeah. of where we are, what stage we're in, if you're a college student, if you're you know, already out in the workforce, like any of us can do that. And I would, I mean, I think I'm hearing in that it's not even dependent on, now you have a hospitality house, house right. and it, that's part of the, your context, but you don't even have to have a house right. to be exactly. hospitable is exactly. what I'm gathering yes. from that. And, yeah. and I will say space is important. It's yeah. always really special when it, there's a certain vulnerability that comes and you can get to know people's stories so much better yeah. when you're in their home. So that is important. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not, not the only thing. Yeah. It's not limited yeah. to that. Yeah, there's the space even we have at this table between us, yes. right, in relationship. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Derek, well, Dr. I, Sneller, what would you add? <laughs> no, she, she stole everything, but that's great. I read no, his paper. Yeah, that's true. right, she did. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think when I started studying it, I thought, oh, um, add it to the list of things, hmm. right? But then when I started jumping into the New Testament hospitality commands, I realized, oh, no, this isn't just one more thing. It's not an add-on. This is a very practical expression of Christian love. And those hospitality commands appear in love commands. Mm. And so uh, for me, that kind of removed all excuses for myself and others of like, it's not a matter of gifting. Mm -hmm. This is, are you expressing Christian love in this very Mm -hmm. practical way? Um, So... And yes, that's been said by many people really well. Um, and it is about being hospitable. Um, and what's beautiful about it is it doesn't have to look any one way. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, can be done anywhere. It's about leading open, hospitable lives. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I think the biggest obstacle for me, and just in general, is is um, is my calendar and my heart. Hmm. Like those are the two big things. I think there's external obstacles. You know, we could talk about all kinds of things, but that kind of ends up feeling like finger pointing or mm-hmm. e- excuses or explaining away or something. I think most of the time it comes down to do I am I allowing space on my calendar to live this way and invite mm-hmm. others into my life or do I even want that? Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. I think those are the two biggest obstacles, period. Um, and I believe it was Henry Nowen talked about how, well, he had a lot of great things to say on it in his book, Reaching Out. But one of the things was when you invite people in, you see your interior world. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. You know, mm. it's in sharing life with people that I'm like, oh, I see this side of myself and I didn't see it before and I don't necessarily <laughs> care for that side, you know? Yeah. And so there's that humbling piece, but that's also the transformative piece. It, mm-hmm. That's where, yes, just like parenting, you feel like you're on full full display, like your life is transparent, mm-hmm. to continue the pun. Um, but that's the transformational piece. Where you can be changed and others can be changed because there it is, and the gospel has an opportunity to be presented. So yeah, wow, yeah, I um, I think you know we it's easy to want everybody else to be hospitable and open and not for us to have that vulnerability. And I think about uh, uh, Saint Benedict and talking about Mm. hospitality, um, you know, welcoming everyone as they were Jesus Christ. You know, and I I've had times where I've been hosting but not necessarily hospitable in my right. heart oh, that's a good right point. you yeah. know and, and it so becomes right. inhospitable right, right. and yeah. so it's been a challenge to me going am i truly welcoming these people right inviting them in without grumbling like right the scriptures <laughs> right yeah. yeah and treating yeah. seeing them as jesus yeah. in the image of god yeah, yeah. and i just to uh, elaborate on what derek said because there are transferable principles which i think you could even list what you found in your research from that. There are things that can transfer, but also it can look very different. And so I just want to speak that into the podcast too, because I think um, a lot of us can think of hospitality has to look one way, or it has to look like a big group. It has to look extroverted. It has to look X, Y, and Z. You can fill in the blank. Super planned, super orchestrated, so many, Um, yeah. And I am not an introvert, but I I love so many introverts. And so I've had conversation with them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I think they can sometimes feel, well, I can't do that because that's not, that that is in conflict with my temperament. And so I just want to speak, I guess, speak that out into the podcast that, um, you you can be an introvert and be extremely hospitable sure. <laughs> at the same time because it is a heart posture and it is mm-hmm. relational. And yeah. and maybe this is getting ahead uh, to another direction, but uh, I think that's been the powerful thing of what we've seen result in many, not all military members, um, but we've seen many after they leave our hospitality house they're leading hospitable lives, mm. you know, in, and it's in their own way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very quiet, but intentional and they're forever changed. And others uh, may not yet be at that place to um, make, make that leap into leading hospitable lives, but they've benefited mm-hmm. from hospitality. Yeah. They've been seen. 
They've been known. They've been loved. And that's what, what they needed right then in that season of life. Yeah. You've made an impression. Yeah. Yeah. In their lives. Yeah. Boy, this is so good. I just thank you guys for spending, uh, you know, a little time here in the studio with me. I know you're in the middle of class. You're on a lunch break, Rebecca. <laughs> and by the time people listen to this, you will be across the world again. But um just thanks for in, enlightening me and our listeners on uh, the uniqueness that is military ministry and hospitality among the ministry and expanding our understanding and definition, really, of what yeah. hospitality is. And so, yeah, blessings on you as you continue Thank with you. your your so important kingdom ministry mm-hmm. there with Cadence and, and the military and hospitality ministry. Yeah, thank thanks. you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah.